This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our preview series looking ahead to the next Arsenal fixture. I'm joined this evening, this afternoon, this morning, wherever you happen to be in the world. For him, it's now this evening. It would be this lunchtime, but uh, I'm joined by Mike. How you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Doing all right. Wearing the uh, the club legend. Uh, yeah, I sh- I should. I did think that I was. I said before I was coming on this to myself. I was like, right, I've got to put the black shirt on, and then I haven't. I, just, I didn't change. Mr. Mr. Clickbait himself, Tom can't. Hey, even I got a, a few people. Granite, that one. Even puts a picture of Granite Xhaka up there with it, and just to right, just well, get you, you right, so. I had the idea to write, because I wanted to write an article about it being the last time we'll see the black shirt, because obviously we're not going to use the home shirt, and the third shirt's been thrown in the bin, as far as I'm concerned. We don't use it. We never used it again. Is it the pink one this year, or was that last year? Was it Bournemouth, the last time we used it? I don't remember the last time we used that kit. I I can't remember, but... uh... No, I have no idea. But yeah, I I, I was like, right, I want to do a story about the fact that we're losing the black kit. Obviously, I'm going to use a... I use an image of one of the players wearing the black kit. But the thing is, if I say that an icon is leaving, whoever I put, people are going to go, why are they leaving? <laughs> so I thought Xhaka was like the safest bet. Because I'm like, why are going. we saying goodbye to him in our second, in our penultimate game, rather than the, uh, the you know, we could say goodbye to him next Sunday. But uh, yeah. I fell for it. I, I fell for, I the, I fell for would... the F.LTC. <laughs> I thought people would be like, you know, smart enough that they would have realized to think that I've not been silly enough to make the mistake that we have two games and they would have read the article. But no, it shows how many people don't read articles. <laughs> just, they just go off of what the picture says. Anyway, uh, we're here to talk about, uh, and yes, Amira, absolutely, we're doing a kit, an article dedicated to that kit because it's the best kit of all time. It just, there it's is the no... Aston kit. It's the Aston kit. It will always be known as the Aston kit. But if anything, he made the reputation of that kit worse. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, we love you, Aston. Um, no, but in in um, in the terms of the game tomorrow, obviously, 
it's a weird one because I think it was Tim Stillman was talking on the Vision podcast, listening to another podcast, like Podcast Inception. I can't remember what the name of it was. I think it might be called The Football Clichés, where he said that they were talking about the time when like a team's in a relegation battle. They're safe because their goal difference is so much bigger than the other teams. But they can't say they're safe because, you know, the goal difference is still could be surmountable if they scored 20 goals. And it kind of feels that way about this. Like the the likelihood that Man City will get one point from their next three games is just not there. So how are you feeling about tomorrow's game? Now, I, I happen to be ashamedly, but in attendance when they, uh, when they, I, I can't even call it beat Real Madrid. That was a murder, uh, what we mm. saw on, on, on Wednesday night. And, um, yeah, watching that team play that game, uh, I think that they can, they can get a result. I think, I think they'll, they'll, they'll lose the next two games and then they'll get a draw at Brentford. Um, you, you know, know if but, that happens and we win our two games, we win the league, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We're winning oh, the okay. league. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's funny. I was talking to Umar this morning on the Arsenal Way about this. And I said, look, you know what's really funny is that, like, we beat, say we beat Forrest, right? And then Chelsea, who, you know, are terrible, but, you know, they took a point off Liverpool this season, you know, and they've beaten, uh, they beat someone else this season as well. That was a surprise. Um, if they were to just, like, get a draw, you can see City going to Brighton, losing, and then it goes to the last game of the season somehow. <laughs> you can see it, can't you? I think I think you'll be I, I think we'll be seeing City getting a, a guard of honor and playing their their second team, which is good enough to win the Premier League by yeah. itself um, <laughs> against Brighton. I, I actually do think that they'll lose against Brighton, but not for the reason that you that you oh, just I, like. they'll they'll beat Chelsea and then they'll lose the last two games. And that'll really annoy me because because then the, the than the VAR the thing at of If we'd have beaten, you know, which is a load of bollocks, basically, because, you know, if the, if we were, if we had have beaten those teams and we were still pressurising them, they would be playing their best team against those last two games. But they won't do that if we won the league. They'll throw in Cole Palmer and they'll throw in, you know, uh, you know any anyone to just get minutes on the pitch, which is, you know, still come the end of the season. You will see those people going, well, if we'd have beaten those teams, we'd have won the league. It's like, no. Because they would have beaten Brighton and, and Brentford with their best yeah, team. It, it, so, yeah, it, um, it doesn't work that way. People just need to stop. But that's doing the way it. that some people are going to try and make you think that it works. So just be prepared, people, for that. Um, Forest is not a great place for us. Um, have you? Especially when have you, you go. Seen, yeah, when I go, which is you know the last two, the last time I went. And uh, I was <laughs> it's actually quite funny, so surrounded by some funny people when I was there. Um, but uh, when I was there, I witnessed an absolute screw. I can't remember who scored it, but they scored an absolute screamer in the FA Cup. And it was Per Metzaka's last game he ever played, I think, for Arsenal that game. Um, Wasn't that the game that uh, didn't Xhaka score a goal in that game? Like, think, like, yeah, that was the first one time and lost 2 1. Yeah, and um, that was the game where one of our ex-players, it wasn't Fran Morita, it was the other guy, was just being a complete ass. I mean, he was he was leaving, he was you know leaving feet in and elbows, and I, I forget who it was. It was a midfielder that just never quite. He was always playing in the League Cup for Arsene Wenger, like in, when when we used to trot the kids out. 
I can't remember who it was though, but uh... he lost four two. I, I can't remember. I don't remember. Four two. Uh, Eric Lehigh scored twice. Ben Brereton Diaz, who has gone on to do yeah some big things, is making a, a significant move this summer. Scored a penalty. Kieran Dow also scored a penalty. But yeah, but Xhaka didn't score. Per Matazaka scored, and Danny Welbeck scored. Um, the Xhaka goal came in. It was a different. Yeah. It was a different game. We won, uh, was it 4-0 in the League Cup? And Xhaka scored from Mars. Luis Perez got two goals that game as well. Um, So, yeah, that's uh, an interesting one looking back. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain got the four. But, yeah, it's not been a happy hunting ground for us. Do you feel as though that we'll be comfortably winning 5-0 again? Or is it going to be very different? Uh, I think I think these last two games, the kind of the the, the air is out of the balloon, and the team's going to play with a little bit of, you know, loose comfort. And and I mean, I you could just tell we we were just not on uh, against Brighton. I mean, it was just between between there still being a chance of us uh, of us having something to do with the league to, uh, title at the end of the season all just it just didn't happen for us but i think there's just kind of that game has just given us kind of a little bit of a exhale just concentrate on playing football the league's gone let's just you know let's let's finish off so i do i do think that we're going to be a bit more comfortable against forest than uh, than you saw us at home against brighton last time i saw an arsenal game against forest it was Right back here, uh, and uh, there it is. I was waiting. Su- I was wondering. Yeah. I was wondering how you'd shoehorn the fact that you're in hybrid. If you're right not going to bring it up, then I am. Uh, and and <laughs> and that was the game where <laughs> that was the game where, where this super Kev guy scored his first goal for Arsenal. So, uh, oh, I saw you with someone who looked like Super Kev as well. Is that another plug? Uh... <laughs> you know, you 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 can't say that. Um, but yeah, the uh, my private life is to be kept private, except for when I post about it on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm sure you're going to love it. It's great to see you together. I uh, saw him at the uh, City game. We were talking about, oh, you know, anything can happen. <laughs> we got battered. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was a fun one. Um, in terms of how we play this one out then, you know, Arsenal... I've got some injury issues. Gabriel Martinelli uh, is is confirmed to be out for the rest of the season, as are Saliba and Zinchenko join the likes of Tomiyasu and Del Nenny, etc. on the uh, injury table as Arsenal's injury woes just continue to to pile up. Um, I do you still want Caicedo after that tackle? Yeah, mate. Like you know, he, I think if anything, it shows his kind of how much he's willing to protect his teammates after a meter got That's smashed. The That's the spin that we got to do. The, yeah, he 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 yeah. ligamented one of our guys, but but he, you could see how much he just wanted it more. Yeah, he just he just wanted to get him back after what he did to his mate. So you know, I respect it. Uh, I I don't like it, but I respect it. And to be fair, he did tweet afterwards. Did you see? Yes, that was um, pretty unusual. Yeah, that was really strange. Uh, you don't tend to see players do that, especially when the injury hadn't even been confirmed at that stage as well. So, you know, very interesting indeed. But yeah, we... Hashtag uh, ATID. It, it, it was really weird. Uh, <laughs> I took that as a little bit of a hint. But yeah, I mean, well, what, did, what does it stand for? Arsenal Till I Die. Oh, I was thinking, I was trying to go in my head like... What? Because when you see it, like, in front of you, you're like, oh, yeah. But then when someone says ATID, you're like, yeah. what are you talking about? I should have gone with C O Y G, but uh... yeah, that would have been more more obvious. Yeah, but A T I D. Yeah, okay. Um, but yes, the lineup, the there, there's got to be some selection kind of choices because Jorginho 
wasn't like, you know, and we'll come on to who we would like to see start in shortly, but Jorginho wasn't amazing. Tierney wasn't necessarily amazing. Gabriel Jesus wasn't amazing against Brighton. You know, there were a lot of Saka neither. You know, there was a lot of dull performances. Do you think he'll pick the same team again, barring, you know, Martinelli and the obvious Trossard coming in? Yeah, I mean, I think given the injuries, uh, the team pretty much picks itself this week. Uh, and and assuming nothing changes from this week due to injuries or, or anything like that or red cards or anything like that, uh, I think we'll see the same thing a week from Sunday. Sunday week. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure you're going to put up the uh, the predicted lineups, but I think I think it's and 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 it's the lineup that I would want. There's really no tough decisions to make with this eleven. Yeah, there it yeah. is. That's what you've gone with. I we usually I, I should have been more specific to Mike when I said give me your eleven because this is the eleven he thinks is going to be played rather than the one that he wants. But I mean, is it the one that you want? Would you make any changes? You also asked for my team, and and I'm like, you, you've known me for seven years. You know who my team is. It's it our seven years. I thought it was yeah. oh, seven years. Um, <laughs> this, I mean, that, I, I'm trying to think of what else I would do given the players that are available. I mean, you know, the only real substitutions you can make uh, would be holding over QVR, but that's not happening. Uh, nope. You could potentially see. Uh, Reese Nelson, uh, if Saka's oh. going to be rested, uh, that that would be one thing that you would do. But no, uh, other than that, I mean, this this eleven is, I think, our strongest eleven of available players at the moment. Uh, for the uh, for the benefit of those listening on audio, Ramsdale, White, give you Gabriel, Tini, Jorginho, Jaka, Odegaard, Saka, Gabriel, Jesus, and Trossard is the team. Um, from my perspective, I did actually go with uh, Nelson, um, yeah. and I took Gabriel Jesus out. I, I I've not necessarily been that. You know, the last game was a real disappointment, I think, from from Jesus' perspective. I thought when Trossard was playing centre forward, obviously we had a great record with him playing. And when Jesus came back, he was scoring goals and doing well, and I didn't see any reason to drop him. But I think getting Nelson into the team, I'd like to see, you know, this potentially be the starting eleven on, on Saturday. I don't think it will be. You know, I think Jesus will, of course, start. I think Trossard will start. I think what you put is, is what we'll see. But I th- I'd love to see Nelson given an opportunity. I think he's looked the brightest of any player that's come off the bench in the last few games. He's always offered something. He's always created problems, made a run, played a pass, you know. And, we're trying, to, those and, goals. and we're trying to convince him to, to re-up a contract. That, I, exactly. you know, I, think, I think we might actually see that. Um, whether, whether it's because of slotting Trossard over for Jesus or whether it's in, in place of Saka, mm. uh, to, you know, to give him some minutes. That I think that's a good shout. And, and, you know, I I can't have this lineup though because I I I made a bet with Dan Potts before the season. It was like a charity bet, uh, fifty pounds. That's how be sacked. Like that. Is that what it was? No, that uh, that that <laughs> that the combined Premier League goal total for Eddie and and Gabby Jesus was would be uh, over seventeen and a half, and I think they're at fourteen right now. So I really need oh wow, I, I need these four goals, and so if neither that one of them are playing. What'd you say? In the Premier League. Yeah, just Premier League goals. Okay. Uh, I, I think three uh, goals in two games. I think Gabby's got ten. Uh, uh, Jesus has got ten, and, and Eddie's yep. got four. I think. Yep. So, um, I, I wasn't counting on Jesus being out for for six months, and then yeah, not being I feel that should like null and void the bet. To be honest, like because obviously, you know, like if he was there, I I, I, mean, I had a bet when Olivier Giroud signed for us with a good with one of my best men from my wedding actually. I said he'll score 20 Premier League goals. 
and he got to I think he got to something like 17 and then he got that red card at Fulham which meant he missed the last three games of the season I was fuming <laughs> I had a bet when, when we signed Olivier Giroud that he would be the first dude I've ever made out with but uh <laughs> and I uh it, I, it was Dan Potts after all um yes, but uh, <laughs> uh Amira says I'd love to see restart on the left this game but knowing Arteta he'd start Trossard to give him a chance to redeem himself after last week, um, and if he says there, if Jesus, uh, you know, hadn't have got injured, he would have scored more, in my opinion, this season. Uh, it seemed, though, you know, I'd, we'll come on to predictions, but because it's just me and you, I wanted to have a chat about uh, transfers and stuff as well. It seems like, you know, the priorities are midfields, um, mainly in the market. And I feel as though when you look at the number of goals we've conceded compared to school, you know, goal scoring has not been a problem for us this season at all conceding goals we've conceded 42 with two more games still to play City and, have and, that, and that really I mean we start off the season with clean sheets and mm. you know leading defensive statistics I mean we it, it just really kind of went wrong quickly I, I wonder what happened like a couple like month or two ago that might have caused or, or contributed to this it's almost like we lost one of our best defenders yeah I I think I think obviously the loss of Saliba, but also Tommy Asu has been a massive part of that. I disagreed with uh, Jamie Carragher's analysis of, of this. You know, I think that the tagline on the tweet, which to be fair, you know, tweets don't always tell the full story, which is why you should always read the full article or the video in uh, in that case. But I think that the tweet was something like, it's a myth that Arsenal um, weren't conceding goals even when Saliba was there, like or weren't considered goals until he left. Because obviously we had that dip of form after the World Cup that Saliba experienced, and that in turn saw us concede more goals. You know, it's a myth to say, or it's rather, it's incorrect to say that Arsenal without Saliba then um, didn't concede more goals, say, than when they were there before. But after the World Cup, it was a dip, and we saw that, but we were still picking up points because his influence on the team in terms of his progression of the ball was just so much better. Tim Stillman talked about how his impact on the likes of Saka has been significant. And it's a, it's a good point because when you go into the summer, surely we've got to be looking at that right centre-back slash right-back position. And what type of player, though, will... I mean, because you, you really... It, it'd be hard to upgrade on the four mm. that we have. But the issue happens when we're missing one or two, or in this case, three now uh, in Saliba... Zinchenko and Tomiyasu, mm. uh, but uh, I mean, how, how do you how do you convince a top player that can really push for that starting position and keep Saliba on his toes, but also be happy enough? I, I just feel like at that position, it's harder to have two starters for the you know for the position than it would be say you know in in Saka's position or Martinelli Trossard type of thing. They're much more interchangeable, and you see those players get subbed in and out, and so they're not playing ninety five minutes twice a week but center yep. backs i mean how do you how do you keep everyone happy what type of pro player profile i mean you can't bring in vardiol like uh no, like City he's left yeah well i think i really like mohammed Simakan and links to him you know he's i think that center back right back hybrid style that white has turned into i think is the way forwards i think that Simakan offers more going forwards than what white does and that's evident in the number of goals and assists he's got playing right back for leipzig but you know, you've got the option to then sub out White, or if you want to rest Saliba, you can bring White into the defence and move Simakan to right-back, or vice versa. You know, it gives you those choices. So I think that it's the right-back area that needs to be focused on in order to give you that Saliba 
relief because White has that potential to still be a very, very good right-sided centre-back. So for all of that, I think that that's the way in which you get around it. Yes, you're not going to be able to convince a defender to come in and say, you're going to be... You know, competing with Williams Lee, and they were going to go. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not coming because that's you know I'm not going to get any minutes. But if you bring someone who can play right back and centre back, you know, then you offer up opportunities. And I think that's probably the way. Well, and that is, and that and that's Arteta's and and Adu's mo. I mean, they've every single defender that we've that we've signed, other than the the I mean the the two centre defenders, they can play almost everywhere across the back. And and so I I do think you're right. It's more it's more going to be of a right back cover. And then what does that mean for Tomiyasu? Does he become the utility guy? Yeah, but I he... think Tomiyasu covers a lot of left back for next season as yeah. well. You know, and Arteta likes him there and has used him there over Tini. You know, if I had the choice of using Tini or Tomiyasu if he was fit, I'd be picking Tomiyasu tomorrow. So I just think that he suits what Arteta wants in that position. I saw uh, Bav's tweet out earlier on today saying like the disrespect towards Zinchenko this season has been significant because. He, he's, I mean, he, the term, I got into a couple of debates with people about the, the terminology that was used, but uh, the tweet was Zinchenko is way too disrespected. Bro took us from top four battles to a title charge and we're still questioning if he starts next season. And people are pointing out saying, well, what about Saliba? And the, the fact is, it's like, just because he's not mentioned Saliba and not mentioned these other players doesn't mean that it's not credible to say that Zinchenko has been a part of the reason and a big part of the reason why we've gone as far as we have because he's changed the way that we've played. So if Tini goes... Do you think that we will look to bring in a left back or do you think it would just be Tommy Asu that is there? I'd actually say I, I, I would tend to think if Tommy Asu is, I mean, if the if the physios believe that he's not just breaking down left and right now, I mean, I don't even know what this latest uh, injury was, but it just seems like... It's a serious knee injury from the sounds of things. I think he'll be having surgery, so you'd hope that corrects the problem. But yeah, he might I mean, not be back until like September, late September from the sounds of things. I, I don't think that we go into the season with just a healthy Zinchenko because we you know yeah. we don't even know how healthy he's going to be. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think you have to do something for left back cover. My my first choice would be to convince KT to 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 re up or or you know at least stay through the year. I I, mm. I don't want to see him playing at, at Newcastle. I do think that he's a valuable part of this team. I do think that. Uh, that Mikel can probably appeal to him to, you know, to stick with this, to play Champions League football, which he'll also get at Newcastle. But uh, so I'm not ready to say goodbye to, uh, to Kieran Tierney yet. I, I am now. I've made my peace with it. Um, really? I, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you saw my tweet. I, put, I tweeted a flip-flop and said, this is my opinion on to Kieran Tierney for the last month because I've just gone back and forth on it so much. And I think I've settled now on, He's too value. He's too much of a financially sellable asset that doesn't fit what Arteta wants to keep. And I just think if Arsenal can get upwards of forty million, which I think is possible, I, I still fear we'll end up getting like thirty mil from Newcastle, and Edu will accept it. And we have to try and how get can as close we to how can we get forty forward. from forty from Liverpool for for a one year remaining Oxlade Chamberlain, yeah. and not get forty five for for Kieran Tierney. Well, and from a team that are not exactly, you know, down on cash uh, in Newcastle. It will suck to see him go to Newcastle. I think he'll thrive at Newcastle in that system under Eddie Howe. And I think we'll probably, we'll probably go and turn around and go, look, this is what we could have had. And then it's not because we don't right. play the way. We don't use that system. And so whilst he may flourish in the Northeast. That's like that's like watching Nuno Tavares, you know, tearing down the, uh, the, the left wing in Marseille. Well, yeah. yeah, if we were playing three at the back, 
he'd, he'd, yeah, he'd make a great wing back. But <laughs> but he, well, it's like he, Lille fans going, I can't believe we're going to go and watch Nicola Pepe thrive at Arsenal. You know, the system doesn't suit Pepe. You know, it's never really suited Pepe. And even under Emery and in Arteta, it didn't work. So it's it's all about getting the right players. That's why I've said that I'd, I'd go and get Rafael Guerrero from Dortmund on a free you know, he's, you know, 29 years of age. Yes, sure. But he's on a free contract. You know, he brings great competition, starting quality to Zinchenko. Got player of the month for Dortmund in March playing in centre midfield. He's got that versatility to his game. So, you know, I think that's one. Joel Cancelo is the other name, obviously, being talked about a lot. Would you take him for 50 million? Yeah. Yeah. As long as, yeah. I mean, as long as, uh, as long as he's not an attitude problem guy. I mean, I, I, I don't really know the reasons why. Uh, why uh, Pep let him go so quickly? But uh, it seemed like there was a bit of a issue behind the scenes. I mean, and and that's if you, you have to be really you, careful with that. Yeah, of course, and you always have to be careful. I think that I don't know. Obviously, we don't know what happened. My assumption would be is that he was frustrated with the lack of minutes because you know he started to switch things. Basically, he started to change things up in the defense. He was tweaking all the way through the first half of the season, and finally settled on this Stones hybrid role that got what he wanted out of adding an extra player into it. Because obviously when you, when you use a player like Haaland, you know, that changes everything about the way you play. So you're not going to be using the inverted run the same way, but the same way with Arsenal, you know, if we suddenly put a, an Erling Haaland up top, we aren't going to play in the same way. And so our, Pep's basically spent the whole season working out how he structures the squad to get the ball to Haaland in the best possible way. And keep, you know, and that's why goals from Grealish and Foden and Mares have gone down significantly, yeah. but they still win games at a canter because they've got the quality and they've got Erling Haaland now playing at the top of his game and being serviced in the best possible way. And unfortunately for Cancelo, he was a bit of a victim of that shift. Whereas Arsenal aren't doing that. Arsenal are kind of playing as close to what City used to play as with that inverted fullback. So maybe, you know, Cancelo would flourish still because he's not necessarily yeah. flourished at Bayern either. Yeah. And, 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 as I was talking about his, you know, his potential attitude issues, I, I was thinking, like Peeny Ween has said, and I had, I just, I had to say that name. Uh, yeah, that Trossard, a legend. You yeah, Peeny Ween. I, I love me some, I love me some Peeny Ween. Um, please don't clip that. Um, <laughs> you have somebody from Chicago. <laughs> he, he said, uh, yeah, Trossard did have a behind-the-scenes issue as well. I think that that was specifically about contract and 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 mm. being told one thing by by Potter and then another by Deserby. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you just have to check those things out. I'm not saying that. That's what that, Brighton fans call him now. So, what, <laughs> <you wait? laughs> so yeah. Um, the uh, Steve says, I really can't see City selling him to us. Can you, um, can you imagine? I mean, will City ever sell anyone to us again? I mean, to be fair, I really don't think... I I think people are making too much of that. I really do think they're making too much of this whole thing. I think that if Arsenal were to stump up 50 million for a player they're not going to play, they're like, yeah. You know, we're under so much financial stress. We need to start making the books look good. If you're going to give us a lot of money for our players, you know, we'll take it. We basically paid for two-thirds plus of what Harlan cost them for Jesus. And more. Well, the the official money that that they cost Mm. them. Uh, we don't the, know the about the buyout clause, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, other than the, not uh, the wages and stuff, yeah. <laughs> the, two, the 250 million quid that they had to pay to his dad under the table, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, uh, yeah. I, I do kind of think it's a, it's a thing now though, because if they have a rival in the Premier League right now, it's us, and yeah, and absolutely, they, and and they can look back and see that they've kind of contributed to making it that way, in in a in a in some way, both with <laughs> the coach 
and the players mm. uh, that they sold to us. So I'm not I'm not so sure that they would sell to us again. I mean, it's kind of you know it's the reverse of 15 years ago where we sold them our entire starting eleven over the course of three seasons. Mm. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's, it, I mean. It's kind of the opposite in a way in which the, the, we're taking the off cuts, if you like. And I know that really disrespects Inchenko and Jesus. And we've always done that. We, 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 we've we've taken the the surplus to requirement players from Real Madrid, from from uh, from Man City. Now that, yeah. that's always been what we do, uh, mm. and from Barcelona. I mean, Alexis Sanchez. Could, Alexis Sanchez couldn't get in the game because uh, mm. of uh, what David. Uh, David Villa and, and and that Leo guy. Well, he, Alexis did didn't fit into the Pep mindset at all. Like, I really didn't kind of. They no, didn't but I knew I him. knew that that signing was going to be. I mean, I just you could just tell that he was one of these guys that and, and kind of like Gabby Jesus and, and Zinchenko, mm. where you just know if they were on any other team, they would be megastar, and that's uh, that's what we got at least for a period of time. Now Sam points out rightfully in the chat that we've already made a signing. I don't know if you've seen this, but we've uh, signed the Did Super Chocolate see? Labrador. What do you, you make of it? I think it's great. I love it. I'm not, not going to. I'm not going to name the guy, but but there's a very well known YouTuber who uh, who who tweeted like figures that Arsenal would buy a a a, a, a dog named Win when we've done when we've done no winning or or, or we, we've won nothing all season or something like that, but. Yeah, I tweeted earlier saying the tactical breakdown on the chocolate Labrador will be coming out ASAP. Insight from Battersea. Chocolate Labrador sounds delicious. <laughs> I have to. I have. To, I can't eat it anymore <laughs> since the surgery, but it's it sounds sumptuous. Well, they're they're not for eating, and they're very cute. So, <laughs> and that is eating. like you know, this is the thing. Like the people that would moan about this are just the people that like for any excuse. I think Arsenal just did this to flush out the <laughs> yeah. The, the, the see you next Tuesdays in the fan base. Just like if you can't at least like just say nothing if you don't like yeah. the fact that they're <laughs> tweeting about, annoyed a dog. about a dog. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, who is genuinely using this as a bat to beat Arsenal with? Like we bought a dog in, which is like like you know, um scientifically they're proven to help with like stress and stuff like that. I think it's great. I'd like you know, I'd love them to does bring that go, a, uh, Does that go towards FFP though? Like like is that do oh, we amortize the dog part. over five years? His wages as well. He must be on par with Saka's new deal, surely. Like, you know, if he's keeping the if he's got a job for the whole team, you know, and he's to be earning I'm saying, hey, I don't know, you know. I'm just, yeah. You know, <laughs> we are, we are. I know nothing of the dog. Is it called Win? Is that what it's actually called? It, yeah, it's called. It, well, it says it's affectionately, affectionately known as Win. And uh, uh, and yes, no. I just, I just checked. You can amortize the dog uh, all of, you know, over five years. <laughs> Chelsea would give it just thirty-five dog years. So it's a really. Yeah, it's I was like, going to say Chelsea would give it an eighty-year dog year contract. It's one of the. It's one of those big <laughs> Chelsea contracts. <laughs> As Sam says, okay, don't let Mike anywhere near that poor bloody dog. Yeah, no, we won't. We won't at all. Um, yeah, look, uh, I'm going to go to predictions then. So, scoreline tomorrow. Scoreline and scorers, please. 3-1. Um, we're going to see goals from Trossard, Kivior, with his, I think he's going to break his duck tomorrow. God, this is the brokenest spell. Um, and... and uh, and we'll go with uh, Odegaard with another one. With his that would be what his sixteenth or seventeenth Premier League goal mm, if he scores tomorrow. That would be his record-breaking sixteenth. Uh, I think sixteen. Um, let me have a quick check. I'm pretty sure it's sixteen. Didn't I see? It, 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 maybe it was 
non penalty goals, but like, didn't I see Deli Alley was like super high up there? Yeah, list? so Deli Alley got 18. It didn't include some people, and then I think there was a technicality that it no, didn't. no. So Deli Alley got 18 in one season, I think it was 15, 16, or 16, 17. But he played in the wide area on a number of games and he scored in them as well. Like, so, so the argument really is a... that he wasn't a quote unquote midfielder because he was playing on the right or the left, and you know, that's why it doesn't count. Deli Alley. He will obviously turn around. I think I probably would as well and be like, no, I'm a midfielder and I surely have got the record. You know what I mean? So, but no, yeah, you played in the wide areas. Odegaard's played the same position all season, you know, yeah. from, you know, the De Bruyne role, if you like, you know, and De Bruyne is the man that he is looking now to, to beat the record of because he's equaled him and it would be uh, 16 if he does score. So that's the kind of thing that, you know, other than the tiny, tiny hope of a title that we've still got left. It's it's without a doubt the Odegaard record that I'm hoping. Surely that's for you as well. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't know why my <laughs> for some reason my Chrome is frozen. I can't I can't see Streamyard. <laughs> my Chrome. You can still see it here, me right? Correct. Yeah. No. You. you I've noticed nothing. I've, I've noticed no change in you, and I, I mean over the seven years that I've known. Oh, uh, there you go. Yes, yeah. so I can't so see Streamyard at the moment. So until. <laughs> Until, there we go. I can see it. Finally, I can see it. Okay. Uh, Tom says, 5-1 to the Arsenal and Chelsea to make it interesting with a 3-2 victory. Keep up the great work, boys. Thank you, Tom. Uh, obviously, a good friend of yours as well. And uh, Tom, is, yeah. Tom is fantastic. And I'm coming. Oh, uh, there'll, there'll be no Arsenal game, but that doesn't mean I can't see you. I'll be down in June again, Tom. So uh, we'll have to get there. You'll, you'll have to come down to me this time and see the place. We can we can, <laughs> we can hang with the, uh, the Junicorn. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going for a... Th- Ooh, 2-1, I think 2-1 Arsenal win uh, on the day. Alday's going for a 4-0. Gun Jake's going for a 4-1. Trossard Nelson Jesus. Is, that's not your boy, Jake, is it? I, I, I'm, I'm literally tr- I'm embarrassed. I'm trying to figure out whether that's Jake or not. Jake, is that you? Is he with... I was going to say, is he not in the room? <laughs> he, no, he's not. I think he went He went to the shop to... Uh, oh, okay. to he's just watching on his own now. <laughs> Steve says 2-1 Arsenal. Um, and uh, Stephen says, hi, Tom, hope you're well. I, I am Stephen. Thank you so much for asking. Um, you, yes. So there's no 8 a.m. show tomorrow because I'm going to be on a train. I'm getting a, I'm getting one of the very early trains up and going up at 20 past eight um, and uh, getting up there very early indeed because I know a few will people we, up there, so I'm seeing some friends. Will we see and, you? Uh, hopefully. I'm hoping that you'll see me at some stage, yeah. Um, but uh, obviously it depends on how long the mix zone takes, if the players are quick out. Basically what happens is if we lose, they're usually quite quick getting out. <laughs> it depends. But there you go. Um, thank well, they you. Walk, they, they walk back. The phone's like facing the wrong direction and it's upside down. <laughs> Goodness me. Yeah. Um, Hugh says 2-0 Arsenal. Saka and Xhaka to score. And Paul says 4-0. Um, but either time might get that score. Yeah, either team might get that score line depending on what happens. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for jumping on. Really appreciate your time, mate. Give yourself a shout hey. out and a plug. Always good to talk to you. You can uh, you can follow us at the Gooners Pod, uh, and uh, if you ever want to stay at Highbury, DM me. Uh, literally just, yeah. l- literally just realized the live from Highbury. <laughs> just seen that? Oh, I, so I could have put something completely in a. Yeah, I would have not have noticed. Not a chance. Yeah, no, not a chance. Um, but no, and, and no, Gooner, Gooner Jake isn't my Jake. He's uh, he's there from Namibia. So. It's not your Jake. So the Jake in the chat has had to confirm. No, I'm from Namibia. So yeah, def, definitely not the same. Not, Jake. Not, not only is he not my son, he he's as far away from. He, he wants to be as far <laughs> away from me as possible. 
But, uh, but no, it's fantastic to see we've got uh, Namibian listeners uh, tuning yeah, in. So, Jake, thank uh, you for your time, mate, as always. Um, we used thank to you to everyone that's listening. Our, uh, the mm. Gunner spot was, was, we were taking Was it like Mozambique. climbing up the charts in Mozambique? I was yeah, like we, number one in Ethiopia once. And that was a proud moment. I really did, you know. So, and um, and Uganda, which is where my, my aunt's from Uganda. So, uh, so is, uh, was, so is Finland. Peter, the, uh, the Arsenal DJ. He's from the. Uh, oh, really? Nice. Yeah. When we, we went to his wedding the week after yours. It was like a traditional Ugandan wedding. It was. Really? We, we were That's definitely crazy. the only two Jewish people in that place. But, yeah. Well, uh, I'm. I'm going, to, as I told you, I'm going to a Muslim stag do on yep. Sunday, which means no drinking, um, which is probably going to be great. I mean, I'm so scared of hangovers these days that it's a blessing, I think. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, scared of hangovers. He just looks over his shoulder in case I, there's a hangover. I'm so scared of them. Like, I was so, I didn't, I managed to avoid all hangovers. thing to be scared of, like, like, I honestly, I have a phobia. I've, I've developed a phobia of hangovers. There's, I, I'm so. They're so my head is so bad, my stomach gets so bad the morning after like a really big drinking session. But to be fair, it's mainly I think if it's lager. If I'm drinking like, you know, if I'm mojitos, I'm usually fine, you know. And I had plenty of mojitos on the day of the podcast in Chicago. So uh, yeah, Ma- Malbec Mike was out in Liverpool last night, so it was not not a good yeah. scene. We a closed down the Cavern Club, around. but but thanks for having me on. Uh, always love chatting with you Pleasure. and i will see you tomorrow indeed you will uh thank you everybody for listening um as i say there won't be any live 8 a.m shows over the weekend uh because i say i'm up early tomorrow on the train uh, i'm hoping to record something maybe after the game at some point that might go out at eight o'clock the following morning or later that saturday night but uh it all depends because i can't be waking you know the people that are very kindly putting me up at 8 a.m <laughs> to do a live show uh, that might be taking it a bit far and i'm not driving so i can't even sit in my car uh, but thank you everybody for listening really appreciate your time as always i'll see you again very very soon have a fantastic friday evening and weekend and uh yeah it's been a pleasure speak to you soon and as always up the arsenal It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.